Hello and welcome to Talking About My Generation, a pop culture podcast dedicated to children of the 80s, 90s, and even into the 21st century. If you're new to the show, welcome. On this podcast, we'll discuss movies, video games, and television shows that we grew up on. This week, I do have my co-host, Mike, back with us. Hello. Hello, sir. And because it's the holiday season, we're coming into Christmas, we decide that we're going to do kind of a spotlight on Rankin-Bass and Arthur Rankin Jr., since he actually passed away beginning of this year, back on January 30th. Uh, so we're going to kind of cover some of his stuff. It's going to kind of just be a smorgasbord of everything Rankin-Bass. <laughs> Uh, and there is a lot. Uh, one of the other reasons that I wanted to cover it is because this year, Rudolph, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer that everybody knows and loves, has been airing for 50 years. So it's <laughs> kind, of a, kind of a nice thing to bring all that together. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so, Mike, what are your thoughts on Rankin-Bass? I know that you have some negative thoughts about some of it. And... I mean, I don't really see this a thing though. I didn't really pay too much attention to a lot of their stuff other than Rudolph and Frosty and like honestly the good ones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, well, let let's let's mention here for a second cuz Rankin Bass has done a lot of stuff and not just everybody thinks that they're all stop motion. Yeah. They're not. They've done quite a bit of traditional cell animation. In right. fact, some of our favorite cartoon shows from from the eighties came out. I, I know that you kind of hate Silverhawks. Well, I, and I shouldn't say hate Silverhawks. I don't hate it. I, I just it 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 didn't last. It didn't have a very much of a lasting impression on me after I had seen it. I mean, it was only one season. Yeah, it, you know, it didn't. It wasn't really there for me because I, I saw it in reruns every now and then, and I thought it was kind of cool. And the theme song is great, but. But after that, I mean, it just, I don't know. It, it's just not my thing anymore. Well, it was, you know, you've got that. You've got the one before it, Thundercats. Thundercats. Yep. You know, and, and most people are like, really? Rankin Bass had stuff to do with Thundercats and Silverhawks? Mm-hmm. Oh, you betcha. You betcha. And Tiger Sharks, too. Oh, I, I, you know what? I almost <laughs> forgot about Tiger Sharks. Yep. I think a lot of people would rather forget about them, but... <laughs> Uh, they weren't bad. It's just not one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, they they also had the Jackson 5, where 5 is spelled with a number instead of an F, so... Oh, Jesus. I forgot about that show. Again, one of those things that you really wish would just die and stay dead. Uh-huh. Uh, but no, Rankin-Bass has had a lot. Obviously, we, we all know Rudolph. They've had Frosty the Snowman. Uh, they've had a sequel for Frosty's in, in the animated series. Uh, a lot of the cartoons that we see, a lot of the songs that we hear from from these stop motion animation shorts, they're things that were made popular by these shows, and they're things like Silver and Gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a Holly Jolly Christmas. Uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. I mean, a lot of these things are spread out across these. Yeah, absolutely. But I will say that um, the only version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town that I can listen to is by Bruce Springsteen. (laughs) All right. (laughs) (laughs) That's the only one I can listen to. Um, But, yeah, no, and they they did uh, some interesting – they actually had stuff to do with King Kong Escapes in 1968 for live action. Uh, The Ivory Ape in 1980 – uh, the Bushido Blade in 81, 
the last dinosaur in 77. So, I mean, Rankin Bass just wasn't in, well, well, Arthur specifically had stuff to do with that. The company, um, I wasn't looking at the company page, but, uh, but, um, but the company uh, itself still has an, an amazing lineup of, of stuff. They really do. They, did you know they did heavy metal and <laughs> heavy metal 2000? That actually does not surprise me. I mean, a lot of the <laughs> lot of the animation that I saw on it, I was kind of like, mm, looks kind of familiar. I mean, from like a studio standpoint. Mm-hmm. But I always figured it was another studio. I didn't realize it was actually Rankin Bass. According to you know Wikipedia, it's Rankin Bass. Um, I mean, you know, I, you know, you t- you take a look at at um, at Frosty and Rudolph the. Um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman, the the two quintessential. Oh yeah, I mean, Rudolph, you've got Rudolph and Donner and whoever else, and Santa and and Herbie the dentist elf and the the abominable snowman with Yukon Cornelius and. It, 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 now I got to stop you real quick because there is a contention with this with uh-huh. the name of the elf. His name is Hermie, H-E-R-M-E-Y. And and I bring this up because at a time, there was a time back in the 80s when they had brought out some merchandising, and his name was Herbie at that time. It was completely misspelled. Rankin Bass came out and said, no, that's not correct. It actually is Hermie, H-E-R-M-E-Y. So there is confusion going on with it. I just want to try and clear that up a little bit for anybody who's listening. (laughs) Yep, it is Hermie. Um... Yeah, so there's that one, and someone I forget who it was. I I reposted it uh, a few days by the time this goes up, a few days ago on Facebook. Um, uh, somebody put a Hannibal mask on Rudolph and just wrote caption, "Hello, Clarice." Oh, <laughs> like, Jesus. oh my god! At the scene where they're um, where they first meet. Oh God, why can't I find that picture? Anyway. Um, <laughs> It's just, just so wrong. <laughs> it's just, it is just really so so wrong. Well, I I love this. I I love everything that Rankin Bass did. And, and my wife, her favorite Christmas movie that she watches every year is A Year Without a Santa Claus. Again, done by Rankin Bass. Mm-hmm. Some people, it's not as popular. And I get that. You know, it's obviously not as well known as Santa Claus is Coming to Town with Burgermeister Meisterberger. Uh, you know, Frosty the Snowman, uh, Jack Frost, Frosty's Winter Wonderland, some of the other big ones. It's not as well known as those, but it's still one of her favorites. Uh, looking here, I mean, I'm just kind of looking at some of the stuff that they had. They have had so many voice actors that have gone through here. And I mean, we're talking big names, people that you would think, oh, you know, they're not really that you know, voice actors are an unsung lot. I really do want to bring this out, but because of people like Rankin Bass, we have a lot more people that have become famous. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you have Paul Freeze, who mm-hmm. you you may not know who Paul Freeze is, but I can guarantee everybody's heard his voice. Uh, he was the three wise men in the Little Drummer Boy stop motion animation that they did. He was the voice of Burger Meister Meister Burger. Uh, he was the traffic cop in Frosty the Snowman. He was Jack Frost. 
he was Santa Claus himself for uh, Rudolph, Shining New Year, and Frosty the Snowman. Uh, and for those who have been to Disneyland, he, he no longer does the voice anymore, but he originally was the voice of the narrator throughout the Haunted Mansion. So if you've ever been on that ride and you heard the voice, the guy who does it now does a really good imitation of Paul Fries, And it's, I forget who it is that's doing it now, but it originally that was Paul Fries, And so you can recognize the voice and go, I heard it before. And that's the great thing about Paul Fries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of the other voices that we've had come out of this, Andy Griffith, Burl Ives, Casey mm-hmm. Kasem, Frank mm-hmm. Gorshin, a.k.a. The Riddler. Yeah. Uh, Fred Astaire, Red Skelton, Danny Kaye, Boris Karloff, Jimmy Durante, Danny Thomas, Ethel Merman. I mean, it goes on and on and on. I mean, you've got Mickey Rooney in here. You've got Linda, Linda Garris or Linda Gary, uh, Angela Lansbury. Um, God, I mean, this is just like <laughs> I'm looking at this going, mm-hmm. oh, my God. You know, and of course, I cannot forget to mention the great June Foray and Don Messick. Uh, yeah, you know, you've got June Frey. Anybody who doesn't know who June Frey is, let me give you a little bit. She <laughs> did uh, Rocky and Rocky and Bullwinkle. She also mm-hmm. did uh, Natasha for Boris and Natasha. And anytime that you saw a granny or a witch on Looney Tunes, that was June Frey. Oh yeah, uh, Don Messick. You've heard uh, him. <laughs> anybody who is listening to this podcast that doesn't know who Don Messick is or whom Don Messick has voiced in the past, oh, I don't know, 60-some-odd years, you need to not call yourself a geek anymore. Uh, Scooby-Doo, Astro from the Jetsons, uh, Muttley. Um, Hampton Pig a- from uh, – yeah, Hampton Pig from uh, Tiny Toon Adventures. Tiny Toon Adventures, yep. So – Don, God, I, he and he's gone now, unfortunately. But yeah. just a great, great voice. Absolutely. You know, I mean, and these are just some of the people that are in here. And of course, outside of the holiday specials, we have, as you've interviewed him before on Geekcast Radio Network, <laughs> Larry Kenny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that ha- I'll, I'll tell you this: this is a little bit of behind the scenes when I did the interviews with Larry. It's going to be the most surprising uh, con- uh, contact by phone that I've ever had because I I assume, and I know it's not good to assume, but I assume everyone that I'm contacting for interviews for GeekCastRadio.com is out in L.A. somewhere, out in California, somewhere in the Pacific time zone. So that's, you know, three hours uh, behind me. So... <laughs> Come to find out, Larry actually lives on the East Coast. <laughs> it's oh, like, no. <laughs> it's like when I go to send interview requests, I'm like 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, and it's like, uh, you know. But uh, no, Larry, uh, he's a great guy. He's uh, simply amazing. He's wonderful to talk to. Um, <laughs> in the first interview I did with him back in 2010, I think it was, uh... We kind of um, no, it was no, it was September seventh, two thousand nine. Um, uh, in two thousand nine, when I did the interview with him, uh, we talked about Thundercats, and Overhawks, and everything else. And I could not believe going back now as an adult watching Thundercats and Silverhawks that 
<laughs> Bluegrass's voice is nothing but a country version of Lionel's voice. Yes, I know. That, just, <laughs> that freaks me out that every single time. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, th- th- this is why this is why we love Rankin Bass. And there are a lot of people out there who do not like Rankin Bass. And I apologize if you call it Rank Bass, Rank Fish. You know what? Go fly a kite. Uh, I I love them. They're they're just they've had so much work. They've had spinoffs even that were sequels that have come off of their shows that weren't actually made by Rankin Bass. Uh, great right. prime example is a Miser Brothers Christmas, which actually comes off of A Year Without a Santa Claus. And again, it, the the songs out of this thing, everybody's heard it. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, God, my wife, <laughs> I don't even want to try to sing it because I suck at it, and I know that. <laughs> I couldn't carry a tune in a bucket. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I'll, I'll put some stuff in here for you guys to hear it because it's, again, one of my wife's favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, it's the thing about Rankin Bass. They They have had so many things that they have done that I didn't realize until I started looking for looking at this that they have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, 37 going on 38 years ago because it happened in 1977 they produced a Hobbit animated special an mm-hmm. animated movie and a lot of people are like wait there was an animated movie of the Hobbit yeah <laughs> yeah they did the Hobbit they did uh, Two Towers and they did Return of the King or uh, they did Fellowship of the Ring as well but they did not there was one movie that they didn't really cover, I don't think. Maybe it was Two Towers. I don't remember. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> uh, but, no, I loved it. It was it was one of these things that I saw it, and that was what actually got me interested in going out and reading the book The Hobbit. And that was my first foray into, you know, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Oh. I will say this right now and probably get a lot of flag from you and from all the listeners. I am not a fellowship fan at all. I just, it, it, it's not that I don't like the series or the style. For me, it's like picking between, um, like, uh, trying to think. There's certain fantasy films that I like. Most of them have to do with King Arthur. Uh, for the most part. Yeah. Um, but for me, with Fellowship of the Ring, when that movie first came out, I'm like, eh, no thanks. I because I and I and I know I shouldn't do this, but I actually tried reading that book when I was 14 years old. My dad used to work for a bus company as a, as a driver, and he, uh, you know, people would leave crap on the buses, and he, anything that he felt that wasn't you know too dirty or you know too screwed up from being on a bus floor or something else, you know, he'd bring it home to me and give it to me. You know, it's, it's like you know books and crap like that. It's nothing yeah. like you know. So he brings me home this book. is a paperback version of the Tolkien book uh, Fellowship of the Ring. And at fourteen, I was a fairly advanced reader. I mean, I was. I had been reading since I was, you know, four or five and six years old and pretty much read anything I get my hands on. Um, 
But even at 14, the one line in Fellowship in the very beginning I could not get over, his 111st birthday. Yes. It took me three friggin' weeks to figure out what the hell 111st was. It means that he's 111 years old. Jesus Christ, Tolkien, write something that makes sense. Well. <laughs> no, this- I know. It, it makes sense for the time, and it's a certain language and and everything else, but just that one thing. And I know people are going to say, oh, well, you shouldn't just let one thing ruin your your enjoyment of it. I just – I didn't get it. I didn't understand it and I, it just wasn't my thing. I think I've told this story on this show before. I could be wrong. But um, in late 99, December of 99, January 2000, I was living in Biloxi, Mississippi at the time and uh, – Went to the local Books a Million there, and I just moved there. So I figured, you know, I need to find something to read, something to do. Um, and being new in town, I said to the to the clerk at the at the store, I said, "Well, I'm new in town. What kind of books do you have?" You know, I, I at to that point, I'd mainly been reading Grisham and and a few other things. Um, she says, "Oh, well, we've I." I'll, I'll steer you in one of two directions. One, you can either, you know, go to school with a wizard, or number two, you can find out about a <laughs> former lingerie b- buyer turned bounty hunter. Now, can you guess which one I went with? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to hell with Harry Plopper. <laughs> oh. Um. No, I can't say I blame you with that. <laughs> Uh, but no, there's, I, you know, I really, really miss a lot of the stuff that Rankin Mass put out. And I, I wish that we had some more new things, new stop motion that they would bring out or new Christmas animation that they would come out with. But all the crap that I see nowadays is just that. It's crap. I mean, there are, there are some... Sometimes they try to do new Christmas specials, but they they really don't have the magic that a lot of the Rangan Bass stuff had. No. And just Christmas specials in general, like the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Um, what else? What else? Um, oh, God. You know, I mean, they, they, they just like uh, – I remember I was flipping one year. It was, I, I think it came – yeah, it was – oh, my God. It was eight years ago. Um uh, eight years ago, in 2006, Warner Brothers and Looney Tunes and Cartoon Network released Bah Humduck. And it's basically the the Scrooge tale, except it's with Looney Tunes. And it takes place in a department store. And that's all well, good, and fine. And I like seeing the Looney Tunes characters and stuff like that. But it just, I don't know, it just... Christmas animation these days, because animation is so far gone into 3D and CGI and everything else, and not a lot of people, unless you're someone like Seth Green, who's doing Robot Chicken, and, you know, not a lot of people are going to do the traditional stop-motion animation anymore for anything. I know. And Which is sad. It really is, because it's it's a lost art, and it actually is... It's probably one of the easiest forms of animation that you can actually do because you build a model, you have a model, and you move that model bit by bit by bit. And with computer technology now, it's so much easier with things like onion skinning to be able to look at 
this picture versus the last picture and see where your movements are. It's just so much easier nowadays to pull that off. And yet nobody does it. Well, I think the problem is, is everybody's used to, because it's the way this age is now, everybody's used to, oh, we can just build a 3D model in the computer and then we can just move it however we want to, which is all well, good and fine, but it's still not that classic era of stop motion. No. Um, um, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, you know, and... I'm kind of glad that the that we still just have these traditional Christmas specials to to go back to every Christmas because honestly if if Cartoon Network or whomever Warner Brothers um I don't remember off the top of my head any other animation DreamWorks animation whatever I mean they all try cuz there was Shrek the Halls yep uh, you know, there was various other things. I already mentioned about Humduck. Um, it just doesn't, you know, we want the kids of today to remember the good times, the good stuff that we grew up with. And that is Rankin Bass and, you know, Peanuts and all that other stuff. Because uh, yeah. just there, there isn't anyone out there right now in animation that can put to, at least in my opinion, that can put together a really good Christmas special. It either has to be, um, played up because of Christmas costs or, or, you know, the whole commercialization of Christmas. And trust me, I know when I say commercialization, I understand a Charlie Brown Christmas was nothing but, uh, uh, a, um, comment on commercialization of Christmas. Um, (laughs) you know, so, but, there isn't anyone today that can do one that isn't going to come off as either they're trying to, you know, do a money grab or to come off with a heavy-handed message. If you look at Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer specifically and you look at the story, you look at how the characters move through the story, it's about growing up and accepting responsibility for your actions and for your own life. It's a it's there are messages in that special, but they're not beaten over our heads. And I think that's what today's youth kind of at this point are expected to see is a message that is just, you know, right there in front of your face and it, it's never going to die, you know? Yeah. On this episode, there are a very special episode of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We're going to learn about bullying. Yeah, I, you know, and, and don't get us wrong, folks. We do not agree with bullying whatsoever. But it, it, the the social messages are everywhere nowadays. Why can't we just have one Christmas special that is just a Christmas special? If you want to find a clever way to find a find, you know, put a social message in there, great, fine, do it. But don't just come out you know, with an alarm saying, Hey, we're talking about bullying here. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are some, there are some Christmas movies that have come out in recent years that have basically been, you know, it's been goofy and it's been over the top, but at the same time, you realize it's making fun of itself. And I'll give you a prime example is one that I saw. I, I'm going to admit to this. You guys probably heard me say this earlier. 
I watched Lifetime uh, television right after Thanksgiving. Oh, God, you did not watch A Grumpy Cat Christmas. Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever, yes. And, and I watched it only because I I wanted to see the cat and see if the cat was actually, you know, moving around or doing anything that it shouldn't have been doing. The cat actually was just kind of like bored. <laughs> you could see it. See, I thought Grumpy Cat was just something someone created up on the internet and then everyone else has just used him as, as a super giant meme. I didn't think it was an actual fucking cat. Yes, there is actually a Grumpy Cat. <laughs> and the cat's name is Tartar Sauce. And, and it's... Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, but I watched it only because they make so much fun of themselves. They actually make mention about, well, you know, we could do this and we could do this. If, you know, we could take this cat and we could turn it into a grumpy cat meme and put him on the internet and make millions of dollars off of him. Even have a lifetime special movie. Ding. You know, I mean, they they went over the they went over the top with it and it was actually hilarious with how they did it. So mm-hmm. I know <laughs> it, it just, you know, I, you know, I, I, I know I have admitted on this show before that I watch certain television network Christmas movies like Hallmark and stuff like that. But it depends on what the movie is and if it's going to especially it depends on what the movie is about and who the movie stars. Like, you know, something like Holiday in Handcuffs, which stars Melissa Joan Hart and Mario Lopez. So you've got Clarissa and Slater yeah. <laughs> in a movie together, you know, or you've got Sabrina and Slater in a, in a movie together. That That's just amazing to me. And it's, it's a funny, funny thing. But, yeah, I I don't know what some of these networks are thinking these days. I, I think they're just thinking with, oh, hey, we need more money. Yeah, you know, it's... It's sad. And the fact that we've also seen spinoffs come off of some of these movies, like they had a Rick Moranis version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, God. No. They they computer animated it, and it just, no. It really should have been shot down and stopped halfway Mm -hmm. through it because it was just, don't get me wrong, I like Rick Moranis. I think he's a great guy. You know, he's, he's funny. But... No, don't remake Rudolph. Stop. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a reason that it's a classic, and it's because it's done so well. Uh, but I, I, you know, Rankin Bass is one of these studios. Unfortunately, they are no more. They they actually dissolved and shuttered themselves back in 2003, mm-hmm. uh, and they were bought out. What? They actually half the library was split up between DreamWorks Classics and Warner Brothers. Anything pre nineteen seventy four is DreamWorks. Anything after that is Warner Brothers. So, uh, and then CBS and ABC have uh, uh, rights to certain things as well. Yeah, it's it's a giant convoluted mess. But you know what? By God, I still love watching this stuff, and that's one thing I do miss about having cable cable TV is that every year at Christmas you get to see all of these specials if you have ABC yep. family. I oh mean, yeah. You know they they run them I swear to god 24/7 which <laughs> it can get annoying but at the same time if you miss it one day you can pick it up 2 days later. Mhm. You know and it, it's I I swear I feel like every time I was watching it last year I was tuning in and seeing a Rankin Bass stop motion animation or Rankin Bass cartoon, you know, uh, 
God, I'm trying to think. They had uh, Night Before Christmas. They I'm had. You were those Santa Claus, Rudolph, Frosty, Frosty Returns, which I'm sorry. That's the one thing about Rankin Bass I hate. I will absolutely. As much as I love John Goodman, John Goodman is not Frosty the Snowman. He should never have been Frosty the Snowman. And Frosty Returns is just a horrible, horrible thing. Yeah. There, well, I'll admit, there were some sequels that should not have been made. <laughs> no. Uh, but, you know, unfortunately, it did, it did come about. Uh, you know, I, I really hate this, guys. It's just, it's that people have seen bad stuff, and because of that, it's given Rankin Bass a bad name. Their early stuff is good. Their early stuff is great. It is. And, you know, I, I'm. do I hate them for just that one thing? No, they still have a lot of other great animated Christmas specials that I love. So I, I just think that they could have done a better job with the Frosty sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and they've had quite a few other things that they did besides holidays. And I, I should say not besides holiday stuff, but besides Christmas things, because they've had uh, Easter Bunny is coming to town. They've had, uh, geez, they had, let's, let's mention the one that you mentioned off air here from the seventies, you know, late sixties, early seventies. Oh yeah. The Jackson five. <laughs> yeah. For those of you who don't know, there actually was a Jackson 5 cartoon back when Mike was still a kid. Well, no, I was born in 80, so I wasn't alive yet when that was on, thank God. I saw reruns I, of it. It was I did I did live through the New Kids on the Block cartoon though. <laughs> oh, my condolences. <laughs> I actually talked to uh Jordan Knight who voiced uh uh um not the not the real Jordan, but the guy who actually voiced uh, Jordan, it was either Jordan or Jonathan on that show, Lauren Lester, <laughs> Robin, who was on New Kids on the Block cartoon series. Oh, man, my condolences. <laughs> uh, but no, and there were quite a few other things that people have had no idea that they did, Rankin Bass. Uh, Mike, you mentioned it to me off air, Heavy Metal. Okay, and its sequel, Heavy Metal, Metal 2000. I had no idea that that was Rankin Bass, and, and when you look at it, it is very much adult. It's there is nudity, there is sex going on, there's guts and blood and all sorts of creepy, scary stuff in that. And I had no idea that that was something that was put out by Rankin Bass. And looking back on it now, I'm kind of like you know what? I can see that. I can totally see some of the animation being Rankin Bass Studios coming out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just, it's fascinating when you stop and think about it, how much they've pulled out. Uh, one of my favorite books uh, was a book called The Dragon and the George, and it was actually made into a movie uh, that mm -hmm. Rankin Bass did back in 82 called The Flight of Dragons. And I remember seeing this when it first came out. They they actually released it on TV on I want to say CBS at the time, and it was like an it was like an hour and a half long, and they had uh, God, what's his name? I, I I can't think. He was the Colonel on Mash. Oh, um, not not Alda. Um, yeah. Oh God, you know um, Harry something or other. Yeah. 
God, I'm drawing a blank. Why can't I remember his name? But they had him voicing one of the main characters throughout the series. And I was kind of like, oh, this is a trip. And I, and I remember because my parents used to watch MASH all the time. So I'm listening to this and going, why is the colonel on this cartoon? <laughs> but, I mean, there was so much they did that I just, I fell in love with this. You know, all the animation that they did, all the all the stuff that they've done. Rankin Bass really, I, I miss him. I really do, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the the just they put they had such a great output, and they had such great stylings in the beginning, and and the animation was was top notch. I mean, you look at Thundercats today, and holy crap, does that animation hold up? Yeah. You know, you look at Silverhawks today, and yes, the stories might have been a little strange, but the animation holds up so well. Um, it, it, it held well, up well enough. The, and the thing with the, both of those series is that, well, I should say just Thunder, Thundercats, uh, it held up well enough for them to bring it back on Cartoon Network, which... Yeah, it's a... Uh, uh, that I, that would be a whole discussion on on yeah. the dealings of of television today with oh if it doesn't have it if a cartoon doesn't have a toy line and the toy line if or if it does have a toy line the toy line's not selling and the cartoon's not performing too well eh, there you go yeah just, and that was a real shame because I really liked the new version they did so yeah. well with the stories and even then they they were bringing back a lot of the same stories that we were seeing from the original. And you got a lot of these Easter eggs that were from the original. So anybody who had been watching it back in 85, 86, 87. Mm-hmm. I, I, God, I miss that. I really miss <laughs> that show. Uh, but yeah, they were all over the place. And just Rankin Bass was huge. And I don't know, man. I, 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 I feel bad about talking about this now because it's just it's I feel like a part of my childhood has died. <laughs> Well, and it hasn't. I mean, yeah, sure, they're no longer around. They're no longer doing things, and both of them have passed away, but we still have their catalog. So we can still relive the memories each year. Yeah. I mean, how many people watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Frosty the Snowman in July? I mean, come on. True. And and it's not like um, – it's not like um, – it's not like anyone really watches Rudolph and Frosty Christmas in July. So, you know. Yes, I, I, I've, I've seen it only because it was one of those ones that I'd never seen before on ABC Family. I'm like, hey, how come I haven't ever seen this? And I realized why I had never seen it. Uh-huh. Yep. Ethel Merman. <laughs> uh, there's, there's been some others that they've done. They had one... Uh, what was it? A Leprechaun Christmas or something like that. It was based mm-hmm. on the Bing Crosby song "Christmas in Killarney." Oh Lord, Christmas time in Killarney. Yeah, it's uh, it's bad. That and Nestor the Christmas Donkey. Uh, just, <laughs> I'm sure anybody who's hearing this is going. I have heard of the. I, I haven't heard of these. If you start off by looking at Walmart or looking at Target in their bargain bin for Christmas Don't. videos. <laughs> That's where you're going to find them, and there's a reason that they're bargain bin videos. Uh-huh. You know, I don't even know why the stores stock these things, because uh, e- e- even at bargain prices, it's not worth the videotape it's printed on. Yeah. 
You know, I, I made the mistake because my wife, my wife <laughs> saw some of them. She's like, hey, this is all stop motion. Would you want this one? And, and look, it's got the Grinch <laughs> on it. The Grinch was the actual, you know, Frizz Freeling version right. that you got, which was good. But everything else on it was crap. And I went, yeah. what the hell is this? Why haven't I heard of this? Oh, that's why. <laughs> it always always amazes me every every Christmas season going into Walmart and Target and wherever, not just those stores, but wherever, uh, and seeing these um, big holiday sets, like 71 cartoon holiday cartoons in one DVD set and this, that, and the other thing and everything else. And I'm like... Even at ten dollars, yeah, there's not enough quality. There's too much quantity and not enough quality. Yeah, um, you know, I, like I said before, I'm happy with Frosty, Rudolph. Uh, you know, the the ones we know and love, the ones we grew up watching. Yeah, and I I love them all. I I know that Rudolph was originally part of Woolworth. And Woolworth has gone under, and when they did, Mervyn's had picked them up. Their merchandising was going crazy there. They've been uh-huh. brought over. Um, I want to say that Target now. It's I think it's Target has a full set that they've brought out this Christmas of mm-hmm. plushes. And oh, I have yeah. a friend of mine who has every single one of them. You know, it, it looks hilarious because she's got them over her over her uh, fireplace mantle to see it. <laughs> but. You know, I, I love that. I love the fact that even now, people still know Rudolph. People still love Rudolph. They still love Frosty the Snowman. They still, you know, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. They still love that. They love hearing Burgermeister, Meister Burger, talk about his yo-yo that he had when he was a kid. Uh, just, I, I love Rankin Bass, and again, I do hate some of the stuff they brought out. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's really what I have to say about it. Um, Mike, yep. have you got any thoughts about them as well? I mean, I know that we've kind of discussed a lot of it. No, we pretty much covered it, I think. Okay. Uh, we'll go ahead and we'll sign off here. I, I do want to give out some little things here because we did have some comments uh, that I received. I actually did get a iTunes review for talking about my generation. This came through on December 6th uh, from Christopher Hickman. And he gave us four stars, okay? And and the reason that he gave us four stars, let me read what he said here. I was introduced to this podcast through Trivial Trivia Podcast. Thank you, Jeff and Sarah Dare. He says, I like it and would recommend this podcast. The only thing that is preventing it from getting a fifth star is the mouse clicks. The host needs to invest in a trackpad or something because it sounds like he's playing Minesweeper in the background. Mike, I'm blaming you. <laughs> yeah, I know. I I have uh, gotten used to uh, muting myself when someone else is talking on a podcast, so I can go ahead and do my clickety click 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 things. Um, sometimes when I'm talking, I'm also doing the stuff, looking for stuff. Yeah. Uh, and for me, I don't have a dual monitor set up and, and or anything like that, so I can't just pull up the information. And then just automatically go to that because I still have to, you know, because sometimes it's on, you know, sometimes we look at stuff on different things. We might look at the Wikipedia article. We might look at the IMDb page. We, you know, so, you know, we, I apologize, uh, Christopher, but, uh, you know, hopefully it'll get better because I I have become 
fairly proficient in using the mute button. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know what? I know I've had stuff in there as well. I, I look at it this way. I, I try and filter out some of it as much as I can, but at the same time, I think it kind of gives a nice realism to what we're doing and that you guys can hear that we are clicking and tapping along and that we are working on trying to produce you know, decent entertainment for you guys, decent, decent stuff for you people to listen to. That's so, right. You know, it, it's, it, and that's the one thing that he marked us off a star for, but he gave us four stars nonetheless. Thank you, Christopher. I do appreciate that. And I'm still waiting guys, please go out there and give us iTunes reviews. I'm still waiting for that bad review because I want to rip it to shreds. <laughs> I'm dying. I'm dying. <laughs> okay. So anybody who's got a bad review, please go ahead and give it to us. I'll read it on air. Just like I did with Christopher's. Uh, and if you guys want to go out, leave us the review on iTunes. You, if you don't want to do that, you want to email us instead and tell us what you think. You can reach us at my generation podcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to tweet us, we are available out there on Twitter. I am at S-P-R-Z-O-U-T, Sprizout. Mike, I know you've got yours. Yeah, mine is at TFG and Mike. Yep, and you can bitch at us all you want there if you want, you know. Uh, Mike, I know that you've got a bunch of shows and stuff that you're doing with GeekCast Radio Network. Do you have anything that you want to plug here for us? Uh, sure. We are currently in the middle of our... Video game character tournament on GCRN Wars. Uh, we are up to round two. Um, and it's been interesting so far, I'll tell you that. So this tournament is our second tournament we've done on the Wars podcast. The first one we did was um, Cartoon Villains, I believe. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, car- yeah, yeah. It was '80s cartoon villain tournament is what we did last time, but this time we have a um, a 32 bracket tournament. So think of it as Super Smash Brothers type of deal, but also think of it as kind of like NCAA, where it's you know 32 brackets. We started off with uh, Mario versus Luigi, Yoshi versus Toad, Princess Peach versus Zelda. Link versus uh, Lil Mac from Punch Out, uh, Mega Man versus Beautiful Joe, uh, Donkey Kong versus uh, uh, Fox. I almost said Sky Fox. Fox <laughs> McCloud, uh, Bomberman versus Conker, <laughs> Pikachu versus Kirby is the is the one side of the bracket. The other side is Sly Cooper versus Crash Bandicoot, uh, Spyro the Dragon versus. Oh, God, people are going to kill me. Rayman. Um, we did something a little different with this, uh, this uh, these next two pairings. We did uh, double teams. So we did um, Ratchet and Clank versus Toe Jam and Earl. Okay. And Banjo and Kasui versus Jack and Daxter. <laughs> and then we had uh, Earthworm Jim versus someone I don't know. Um, I'll show you the image. Uh, we had Gex versus Sonic. We had Pac-Man versus Frogger. And then we had Qbert versus Dig Dug. Um, <laughs> like I said, we're already up to round two. Uh, and I'll have to I'll send you the link of the picture so you can see, yeah. see the results so far. But um, uh, it's been interesting so that's going to be going on uh we've got one two three we got like four more weeks of that 
going on. Um, I forget the pull bag is kind of it's our comic podcast. It's kind of on a little bit of a hiatus. Remote control, our TV pod, current TV podcast is kind of a little bit on of a hiatus because of the holidays and my life has just been too damn stressful. I mean, hell, it's taken me two months to write a 5,000-word review for Batman the Animated Series Volume 3 CD soundtrack for, for La La Land Records. Um, but just head on over to geekcastradio.com, check out our content. Um, we will be having the second annual GCRN Awards uh, coming up. Uh, submissions will be opening soon. Um, so yeah, just go check it out. Check out all of our other content. We've got uh, guys writing. We've got a guy writing reviews of uh, written reviews of the Flash episodes and Arrow and and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, we've got people writing Walking Dead reviews when The Walking Dead is on TV. Gotham reviews when that's on TV. So, all right. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, let you know we are going to be coming up here. I, Mike, we'll discuss this off air. I'm not sure what we're going to have for a Christmas episode, but we are planning something for the end of the year. We're going to do kind of a 30-year blowout for things that happened all the way back in 1984. And yep. we're going to compare all these 30th anniversaries that hit this year. And we're going to kind of take a look forward as well, I think, to see what's going to be turning 30 next year. So... We've got a lot of stuff we're going to be working on here for it. And I hope you guys tune in for next year's episodes and for the following episodes that we have for the end of this year. Uh, Thank you, everybody. You guys have a great night. Here he comes now. The big hand. I'm Mr. White Christmas. I'm Mr. Snow. I'm Mr. Icicle. I'm Mr. Ten Below. Friends call me Snow Miser. Whatever I touch turns to snow in my clutch. <laughs> I'm too much. <laughs> I never wanna know a day that's over 40 degrees. I'd rather have a 30, 20, 10, 5, and then it He's Mr. White Christmas. He's Mr. Snow. That's right. He's Mr. Too much. <laughs> Too much. I'm Mr. Green Christmas. I'm Mr. Sun. I'm Mr. Heat Blister. I'm Mr. 101. They call me Heat Miser. 
much. He's Mr. Green Christmas. He's Mr. Sun. He's Mr. Heat Blister. He's Mr. 101. They call me Heat Miser. Whatever I touch starts to melt in my clutch. He's too much. Thank you. I never want to know a day that's under 60 degrees. I'd rather have it 80, 90, 100 degrees. Oh, some like it hot, but I like it really hot. <laughs> Too much. Too, Too 